Okay. It's like, you know, I was just, as I was sitting here waiting before to start, I was thinking that next week I'm going to be up there talking to a very large shul on Rosh Hashanah. It's going to be chauffeur time. And actually, right before, you know, I was so busy. I can't even tell you how busy this week has been. Besides that floor, obviously the Arab was intense, should be intense. Yes, two thumbs up. Intense, should be intense. And I really, I like scattered uh, some thoughts about Rosh Hashanah. But right now, before this class, I was starting to ponder, uh, you know, what I'm going to speak at Rosh Hashanah. And like in the Rosh Hashanah mindset a little bit. Um, not that I know what I'm going to speak about. But when you start thinking about Rosh Hashanah, Woo. And I told somebody, they said to me, wow, the floor came in, and the air came in. Um, so I said, it's unbelievable, because really, all of this was decided last Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. It had to happen in this year, 5777. If it wouldn't have been Geyser, it, it, if it wouldn't have been Geyser, it would not have happened. So I was, th- you know, and this week I had a lot of things, which just like, you know, McGraw did, like, Admiral, so I get to see other people's crazinesses, you know, in life also. Like some things, like at the end of the year, it's like, ha- happened. You know, it happened because it was decided on last or Shoshana Yom Kippur, these things were supposed to happen. So you just like, you, you, it reminds you what's so important about the, the, the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. But most important, most important is our spirituality. Because ultimately, you know, the floor, what's a floor of a synagogue? Floor of a synagogue is to make sure we appreciate the synagogue with it. The essence of the shul is the spirituality. Even the air is to allow us to enjoy Shabbos, but the, or to keep Shabbos, but the essence is Shabbos. And what's most importantly decided on Rosh Hashanah's Yom Kippur is Ruchnius, is our, our, our future. What will be, what will be, you know, the most important thing for the year to come is our spirituality, our ruchnius, the ruchnius of our children, that we should all be putting, be putting ourselves in situations where we can blossom because one year in a person's life affects eternity. One mistake in a person's life, you know, I, I, because of my, this genetic stuff and this DNA and family tree, they got a few people into it. So someone was telling me, they looked at their ancestors, already in the early 19th century, they assimilated, they were German. They were German, it's a miracle that the person is still Jewish. They were German, he said, I can't believe it. So I said to the person, this is true, I said, why do we say Yom HaKippurim? Why do we say Yom HaKippurim? That's a reason. That's 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 that plural. Why plural? No, no plural. It's in plural. Plural. It's plural. And the reason it's plural is because we atone for ourselves. We atone for our ancestors. Because if we messed up, it means somebody before us very often had uh, messed up. Right? If somebody doesn't keep Shabbos today. Someone in Russia a hundred years ago decided not to keep Shabbos. Their great-grandchildren or grandchildren are not keeping Shabbos. Somebody went ahead and moved to a kibbutz in 1922. And now their grandchildren are living in Melpitas, married to a Filipino. Why? Because this grandchild was raised in Israel on a kibbutz knowing nothing. Knowing zero. And so... Who 
who who who chose to marry a Filipino? Was it the grandchild, or was it the grandparent, who in nineteen twenty whatever went to this kibbutz and put their grandchildren in a situation where they would know not, no Judaism? So what we do if a person has anger? You now you have anger. You give that anger to your children. Your children give it to your grandchildren. Your grandchildren give it to your great grandchildren. If a person is abusive, you know, they can show abusive patterns passed from one generation to the next generation. So it's Yom HaKippurim because what we, what we, when we fix ourselves, you know who we're also fixing? Our ancestors. Our, our, our ancestors. If we keep Yom Kippur right away and we make ourselves better, we're helping our ancestors. For certainly we get all the good things. In fact, like in your situation, all these ladies here, obviously you all had merits. You wouldn't be here tonight. Right? We're here, you know, because of our of our ancestors as well. But the the, the problems are also so when you're when we're here working on the kiss, becoming spiritual clean, clean. Um, one second, these guys don't realize that they're loud. Um, it's always the men's fault. Aren't we? The French. Ah, they were influenced by the French. <laughs> so you think about what we're doing in Kiss. You know, very often, what do we think? We're, we're fixing ourselves. We're, we're being better people. We're not just becoming better people. We're, we're, we're helping our ancestors. And anyone we affect around us, whether it's our, our family members, our, our, we're, 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 we're helping them as well. We're influencing them as well. So when we work on ourselves... We're helping a lot more beyond ourselves. And so we started last week getting into the details um, of Nikias. And we're talking about theft. Now you would think to yourself, ah, theft, no one's robbing a bank, no one's pickpocketing. You were pickpocketed? Right? Nobody's looting. You see in Florida after this hurricane, people going to loot these stores. Terrible. Jews don't do these things. Go looting stores and malls and cell phone stores. Right? But what we mentioned is if you're an employee, you work for the company, and you decide to check your emails and read about the hurricanes and take a break, even do a Sahara during company time, you're stealing from the company. You're stealing from the company. The person goes ahead, it's being paid by the hour, and space is out. They're a thief. That's what the Minimum Chal said. Now, they don't think it that way. But for, if, if I, again, I just uh, paid for the bill for the Erev today, the final payment of the construction, a lot of money. I did a great job. I didn't pay them by the hour. I paid them for the job. But let's imagine I paid them by the hour. I imagine I pay bad. And they, and they they're going out to lunch. They're checking their emails. And they're calling up their wives and kids on my dime. That's stealing. That's That's... You, if you're being paid, you have an oblig- you're, you are obligated. You know, think about when you hire a plumber. Think about when you hire somebody but to pay for the hour. I mentioned in a law firm, in a law firm, a, they can be billed a thousand twenty five hundred an hour for top partners. In law firms, billed twenty five hundred dollars an hour. Most of their clients are corporations. Right. So if you're if you're in Wilson Sonsini in or which is the biggest firm in, law, in Northern California, 
most powerful, which can't compare it to a Wall Street firm, but still a pretty good firm, you know, the top partners are probably billing $2,500 an hour. Uh, and most of their comp- clients are Google and Facebook, <laughs> and they're doing all these types of litigations, and they're getting paid that. Well, you know, if they're going to bill it, the clock is on, and they decide how much is, how, what, what's, what's three minutes out of an hour then? Uh, a lot of money. Hundreds of dollars. Uh, it's 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 a it's a twentieth, right? So it's 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 still hundreds of dollars. It's not, it's not many hundreds, right? So uh, if 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 you're if you're on people's time, so you have to be careful. So he says that below oid. We mentioned even if you would do a mitzvah, right? Even if you'd say, I need a bench. You're not allowed to, in the time of the word worked for Poland, they had to truncate benching, they had to truncate Shema. Today, the worker-employee relationship is a little bit more laid back. Right? The expectation is, in most jobs, is they give you leeway. But even then, you, you can't just take off and you're obligated to do it. And all this is in the key. Why? Because if you get used to finagling, not caring about time and money, your employment, what happens to a person? It increases. You know, you, 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 you're not, not, besides the actual stealing, you're not nucky. A person is very, very careful about theft and about other people's money, other people's time, right? It's, it, it, the, such a person, every, they don't get near anything. I remember, I remember I once somebody asked me to ask a Shiloh, and I asked a Shiloh to a Guddle, and the Guddle told me that it smells bad. He said, why would you ask a Ganevish a Shiloh? Which means, technically, it's okay. Maybe it's okay. But it's a Ganevish Ashila. It's a Shiloh. Actually, I'll tell you what the Shiloh was. That's a Shiloh many, many years ago. Somebody asked me if I asked this. The person had internet service and it went down. It went down. And so they wanted to know could they tap into somebody else's Comcast or whatever it was, uh, even though they weren't paying for it. And they were going to have service for a while. Okay, so could they use somebody else's Comcast when they're not paying Comcast for their service? So they all said, maybe you owe Chayra. This is not how Americans think. You owe Comcast money. You're using their internet service. Right? If you're going to be using their, 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 their internet whatever, for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, it's not like a, it's a free Wi-Fi. They get paid. People pay for their service. So he said, well, how, who, who says you can go ahead and do that? If it's their contract, is there, do, do they let it give out their their their, their server? If someone wants to sh- like give you their password to get on, yes, yeah, so I remember. It, technically, it, I'm not sure. You have to know how Comcast c- contract, right? And who says they let it give it out to 15 neighbors, right? Yeah, so so you'd have to find out. Yeah, it, it could be, and it really well, well could not be. That's the whole point here. It's not it, you have to ask their permission and and perhaps even Comcast's permission. But most people think, what's the big deal? I'm going to use it for a few weeks. I, anyways, I get internet usually, right? But the, I, the question wasn't so clear. I forgot the details to be honest. But I remember his reaction. He said, "Why would somebody want to do something that schmecks bad, that smells bad? If you're not nucky, it means if you get used to playing games and shenanigans, and that may technically be okay. I mean, that technically be okay." Right. Obviously, if you're sleeping in someone's house or you're in their house, 
and they give you their internet password. That's not a problem. That's you know, that's Mene Bay. But but if you're doing something which is questionable, the other problem is it's not not it's it's you don't want to get any shyla of Geneva, right? So if you work in a company, you can take home paper. You know, so if you print it, if you take home, you're going to print invitations. You're going to start taking on paper or print your family invitations on the company's dime. Most companies, if you ask them, would not want that. Yeah. Question? You're in a hotel and they give you like a little pad and a pen with the name like Hilton Garden Inn. And you take the pen home. Is that thievery? Probably not. No. That's that. I, I assume that they give it to their, that's the gratis for the guests. That's, that's like, you know. Like the soap. So is that like a thing? Yeah, I think so. But I don't think you can take the towels. <laughs> How about the, the toilet robes? paper? Oh, the robes. What? Well, not toilet paper. The, um, they have an extra box of tissue paper. Tissue. Well, I think probably you could. Anything that's open, they, they throw out. They're not using, using tissues. Okay. But the pen is not paper. No, again, you'd have, you can double check. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. No, but, but I, I've been to people's houses and you see all of a sudden you see like the Marriott Hotel in their house. You know, that's, that's for sure a problem. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so he says, and even if you're doing a mitzvah, because here everyone, th- I mentioned before, people think being Robin Hood's okay. So some people are Robin Hood with money. And they can, you know, cheat the government to give people money. They really need it. You know, they won't pay taxes. They decide that they, they don't have to pay taxes because I need the money or this poor person needs the money. They play other games. I'm not talking about legal, but it's my family, my, my father, my two bro- my two brothers, my, my one of my brother-in-laws are all CPAs. They get people out of taxes all the time. But that's the the tax code has loopholes. That's one thing. If you go ahead and cheat on taxes because you say, "I want to give stucca," "I want to do this," you think like you know, there's a guy named Bertie Madoff. He did Ponzi schemes to give a lot of charity. It's above Avera. You go steal. We mentioned last week. If you steal someone's lulav and shake it on, shake it on on, on circus, you, did, you didn't get a mitzvah at all. Same thing. If you're getting paid to do a job, and then Mrs. Bergman calls up, I need, I need a, I need you to do a tahara, and you're getting paid. You can't do that. You're stealing. If you're getting paid to do something, and you, you know you're a mashkicha. Where's oh, Mrs. Bell's not here tonight? She's usually here. Um, you're a mashkicha and you're getting paid, right? And you decide to go off and give someone advice. You're getting advice. Now, the Vod doesn't see what you're doing 100%. I hope they do. But, you know, and you're, going, you're getting paid to watch the food. And you decide to give, to comfort your friend on the phone or to give advice. And that's all. You're thinking, oh, the person needs me. This is my girlfriend, or my, well, for the men, my, my chaver, right? Uh, but it's an avero. You're not helping your friend, you're stealing from the vod, and you're stealing from the person who's paying for this. Right? If you're on a job, you can tell your mother, I'm sure is very careful, but you know, you're on a job, you're obligated to do it, and it's any mitzvah. You can't do a mitzvah on other people's time or money. That's not a mitzvah. You can't steal a lulav, you can't steal a chauffeur, and be yates the mitzvah. So he said it. Even though Mrs. Stolen was with Zichr, she assumed 100% that Yidin, Jewish, per, Jewish people, don't do the Zaveras. Uh, but she was being down like Havs to Jewish people. But these small things, people think it's okay. People think it's, it, people, 
Really, we don't think about it. But when you really understand what, what it means, as we saw that Yaakov, you know, didn't sleep. He was so careful because he was nucky. He was free from any schmutz, any, any dirt of Gezela. But I didn't know sin. Here I get Gezel Chafetz Gazel. Just like you steal an object is stealing. Gezel Zman um, uh, is, is Gezel. If you steal time, right? if you steal time, uh, that's also stealing. In my Gezel Zachefetz, just like if you would steal a lulav and shake the lulav or steal a shofar and blow a shofar, the actual mitzvah is the mitzvah becomes your accuser. How could you do this? So too, uh, a person who steals zman, which you do it on the employer's time, yeah, you prepare the wedding, you plan out the, the, the mitzvah you're going to do, you make your menu for Rosh Hashanah, and meanwhile being paid for a job. So if a person's making the Rosh Hashanah menu, or planning the wedding, that that mitzvah is now an avera. Ve'en ha-kadosh baruch hu chafetz, ha-kadosh baruch hu wants ele be'emunah. What he really wants is emunah. He wants us to be honest. Actually, the first question that every Jew is asked is, nasata v'nasata be'emunah. Were you honest in business? Were you honest in business? And we are affected all around us. People are minorly dishonest. Yeah, most people are not highway robbers. Most people don't do Ponzi schemes, but they, and we, we call being honest in business is emuna, having faith in Hashem. Why faith in Hashem? Because if you believe Hashem runs the world, you would know that you should, that by stealing, or by cheating, or by cutting corners, you're not getting anywhere. You're not, but that, that it, it, you're showing a lack of emuna, a lack of faith, when you are not honest in business. Just like a Jew um, understands that if they work on Shabbos, they get nothing for that work on Shabbos. I, they, got, they made money, so they'll, they'll have to pay a doctor's bill or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or their car will break. It may look like they made money, but they're not making any money. Not, nobody makes money from Chilol Shabbos. Nobody, no Jew makes money from, from breaking shots. So too, no Jew makes money from stealing or cutting cards. You, you, took, you didn't pay taxes. Right? You, you stole from people. You didn't pay the bill. So you lose it somewhere else. There's lots of ways you can lose money in life. You know, someone bump really ends your car. They don't tell you. There's a hurricane. You know, there's lots of ways to lose money. Uh, Hashem safeguards those who are faithful. Emuna. Yeshaya says, open the gates, uh, and there's a righteous nation who are Shomer Amunim, keeper of the faithful, they can come into. The Oimer, Enai, 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 Eretz, Lashavis, Imadi. Hashem says, the passing into them, my eyes are Benemani, Eretz, the faithful of the lands, that those people may dwell with me. Those people who dwells with Hashem, people were faithful. Um, that my eyes are turned to you all, 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 only towards faithfulness. Remember, I heard from Mashkich of Lake or Matasel Salman. He said over once that somebody once asked him 
that he saw a guy, he would dive in so much every day, and yet, when he went to business, he was a crook, he was a cheat, he was a vilta, vilta chaya, Mrs. Stolman, a vilta chaya is wild. Wild a wild beast, a vilta chaya, you know what a vilta chaya is, okay, it's, it's one of those words you got to know, a vilta chaya, a wild man, he was business, he was, he was ruthless. Ruthless. So he asked Mashkir how could it be that a Jew who davened so much could act outside like that? Be dishonest, be crooked, not be straight. So you know what said? He said, it's Pashat. Is this Jew, if he believed in God, he would be straight, he would be honest. So why do you daven so much? He thinks that if God could stop him, so he asks God, please don't stop me. Let me get me successful in business. Let me do what I have to do. But really, he's not praying to God. If he prayed to God, he would, act, would act that way. He's really saying, God, I know that you can stop me. Just let me be. I'll make money. I know how to make money. I know how to, do, I know how to, play, I know how to play the games. I know how to, I know how to play, you know, turn the corner. I mentioned last week when I went to that, to that flea market, and the guy told me he was charging 50% tax. He charged everyone 50% tax. All the tricks of the trait. I'll make money. Just God, don't stop me. Don't make me sick. Don't let me get caught. I'll make it. Let me make my money the way I want to make money. So, but a person who has a munah, a person who has a munah is honest. He knows that every penny they're supposed to get, they'll get honestly. And they won't gain and they won't glean by dishonesty. They won't gain and they won't glean by dishonesty. If he said, if I ever veered from the proper way, or if my heart ever went after my eyes, if anything belonging to my feather ever clung to my hands. Now look at the beauty of this analogy made by Yev. Kidima ha gezel, ha bilti nigla, kidavar ha mistabek, biyad ha adam. He compares a little pilfering, something that gets stuck to a person. Shafabishina adam haylechat chiloto also, nishar davak meelav. You get a little bit caught. A little bit caught. So, so, so it's still on you. You have a little bit of a shemitz. You know, you wouldn't want to be audited. Let's put it that way. You wouldn't want the FBI going through having discovery on how you made your money and why you were paid cash and why this exactly happened that way. There's a little bit. You would be very uncomfortable if somebody went through all of you, the way you dealt with things. Even though a person doesn't go stealing, it's like kosher. You know, you eat 98% kosher, a little trif. It's certainly better than 98% kosher than not kosher. Everything counts. But it's still, if you have a big pot and you put in a 40th, so 39 39 out of 40 is kosher meat, and one fortieth is trefa meat. Did you eat that? Why not? It's 39 out of 40. Yeah, but not if you do it intentionally. Ah? Uh, 
I mean, it's one, isn't it one thing if it happens accidentally, but you can't intentionally... No, even intentionally, 39 out of 40 is, is no, trafe. But even the... the one out of sixty. You can. Yeah. You can no. Yeah, that's for another reason. No. Of the yeah, yeah, that's for another. That's for that's for vatal isulachatchil. Right. That's for, that's for a different reason. I'm saying when it's for sure treif, one out of forty. No, you didn't say that. And the same things by with, with, with gezel shloya niach leos not in lemal shloachem. Right. You yeah. You have to be careful not uh, 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 to benefit from other people's property, time. Right. You go to somebody's house. You're a guest. So many things they let you use. I'm sure that every house, if you're a guest, there are things they don't want you to use. There are things they're not really interested in, in you using. You go. You want, you want to try it out without permission or, you know, you're in someone's room, you go try on their clothes. You know, in the closet, you open the closets, you start going through going through things. Right? There's, there's, there's propriety. Levakish heterim ha'shinir lam yafav nechmar. Alkain Amar Iov Shulo Alkanasa. I'm not actually. I once had a shaila. This is a serious shaila. Somebody told somebody told me the following thing that their father once told them that whatever is mine is yours. Whatever is mine is yours. Then this boy, the teenager, decided. My father told me whatever is mine is yours. So he started going to his father's wallet and taking out money. Because the father said, whatever is mine is yours. What do you think? Stealing from his father. Is that what his father meant? No. So like, when, a, when a host tells you, feel, be comfortable in the house. Does that mean that you can do whatever you want in the house? All of a sudden, like, you know, people go, like, you know, oh, I'll take the car keys. You know, I'll go. I'll go. You have to, if you're in somebody's possessions, you've got to be careful. You're in a company. You're hired by the company. It doesn't give you free reign to do whatever you do whatever you want in the company. Uh, but people think they have a term. Can you imagine this person for a, I don't remember how long it was said that, they, that they would, the father said whatever is mine is they died. That's the only my dad said whatever is mine is whatever his is mine. Why not? That's not stealing. You give a kid a kid a credit card and they tell them use it for this stuff and they use it for something else. That's not okay. B'kach Amar Iyav Shilok Chen Asa Iyav says he didn't even look at what doesn't belong to him. If it doesn't belong to a person, I don't want to have anything to do with it. If it's, if it's something, it's, uh, it's not my time, it's not my money, it doesn't, he didn't even look at it. Al Kain Lo Davach B'kap of Mu'um and therefore his hands didn't get sticky. His hands didn't get dirty. And by the way, sticky hands... Nobody who ends up with a felony crime in jail starts out that way. When you see these stories of these people, Nebuch, sometimes they're family people, and they're with cuffs, and they're going to jail for a Ponzi scheme, or for larceny, or stealing, or fraud. It doesn't start out that way. They get caught up in it. People just start out small things. They need a few bucks. Life is tight. Things are difficult, and you they allow small things. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's stickier and stickier and stickier until they're stuck. They can't even get out of their lifestyle after a while because they're so stuck in it. Reina, and now he's going to actually talk about another subtle form of theft. Hona, overcharging. To charge a person... Um, more than is uh, more than is uh, uh, allowed. 
So a person goes, I'm going to make these goods look really good. And I'll make a profit. I'm working. Your salesperson, uh, and, it, and it says, the Chazal say, some people are, are very industrious. And they make a lot of other salespeople. They're charismatic. They know how to smile and to point. Oh, do you, do you see this? How it looks? And they have the hand gestures. Um, he says, and also says the pasuk says in Mishlei, the yad harutzim ta'asher, that the that the hand of the diligent will make you prosperous. So he said, this is great. The person is a great salesperson. Um, but yet, amnami lo yedaktiv yishkol. If a person is not careful, instead of wheat, will come a thorn. So a person will overcharge. Now, a house in Willow Glen, or a house in anywhere in Silicon Valley, is not real. There's no price anymore. <laughs> it's, a one, it's a one-way street up, unfortunately. Right? It just goes up and up and up. So that doesn't have a set value. But there are many things that it's a set value. You you buy something, it costs a set amount. And a person could, could could sell you something. You know, somebody was telling me they were, they were they left the business, they were doing home improvements, and they would jack up the home improvement price. Like they would tell, oh, this cost something costing really two thousand. They go to some person who didn't speak English so well, or didn't know so much. It cost twenty thousand, and they charge them out outrageous money. Right? And they said, and they'd sell it, and they'd explain it, and they'd smile. It will look beautiful. It will look great. It will be fantastic. This will change your life. You're, you'll be calmer. You'll be happier. And they, you know, the person tells, oh, I'm really nervous. Oh, you're nervous? And starts talking about how this home improvement will make your life so much better. And they sell it, and they finesse it. And they really, they rip off a person. They can do that with a used car. They can do that with all kinds of, you know, with all kinds of stuff. That, you, so it's, you say it's consensual, right? This person agreed. To, they wanted the service. Or they wanted this product. This is the most beautiful diamond in the whole world. You can look at it. It's 24 carats. Meanwhile, this person, it's a guy buying the diamond. He wouldn't know 24 carats from 50 carats from 2 carats. The guy's not for, the guy tells you, your wife will love it. It's beautiful and it's great. It's very rare. Why the rare is fifty scratches on it? You know, at the end of the day, you know the guy. But you can sell it, and and he listen. Did I put a gun to his head to buy it? He chose to buy it. I, you know, I, I, I'm a good salesperson. That's fine. That's that's okay. Tell us a lot of such things. Oh, you rip people off. Now, again, there's certain things that are subjective, and people fall in love with certain things. But the difference of selling certain things which are subjective and ripping people off. Like literally ripping people off and, and saying one thing and charging uh, an, an, another thing. Ramu Chazal, Afilu, actually, you know, he's the Yaakov Idel who just moved here. He's working in the East Bay in the nuclear plant. So he told me that uh, he was uh, in, I think it was Qatar? No, Dubai. He was in the United Arab Emirates. He was in the Navy for six years. So he fought in the Iraq War. And in the Afghanistan War. He was a member of the Navy. Uh, 
and he said, he remembers he went to the Shuk, in the, in, in, actually it was in Baran, that's what it was, in Baran, this, 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 this Gulf country, and the guy saw an American, and he went to the, he says, oh, $2,000, $2,000, he said, $2,000, I'm not paying more than $25 for that, and he started to walk away, he said, okay, okay, yeah, so 25 he says, then he looks again, nah, $12, I says, okay, well, some should have told us. That's what happened. Like, Berich, 12. The first bid, $2,000. Why? He saw an American there. You know? Can happen to Shuk in Israel. You know, they see, you know. But who says they're allowed to do that? Let's say that this dumb American buys it. You know, some trinket for $2,000. A Jew can't do that. A Jew can't do that. You cannot rip people off. So there is a profit you're allowed to make, but you're not allowed to rip people off. You're not allowed to do that. And therefore, it says the Rambachal, because if a person has to be very careful, because you know who's the best rip-off artists are? People who, know, who, who swagger, people who know smooth, you know, the schmooze, they give you a little... Uh, there's a whole way, you know, you give a person a hug, you look great today, I want to make you happy... You know, how could, what can I do for you? Oh, I have the best product for you. I'm so happy you came today. And they know how to smile. And this is great. And you feel good. And you, and you, and you need it. You know, and they make, oh, this is, this is the product you need. Somebody like you needs features like this. You know, you need this phone. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no hotels room yesterday. In all of San Jose. All of Cupertino. All of uh, Sunnyvale. Why? Because... There's no hotel rooms the whole yesterday. Hotel. Hotel rooms. Oh, okay. Why? Because Orange brought out a new Android. Orange. You know the company Orange. Apple's introducing its new iPhone. Yeah. How much is it? What highway robbery? But we know that they make you think you need these things. If you don't have this, that's the psychology. Yeah. This is the iPhone X. I thought it was the Android Q, but okay. I think it's it is. X because it's 10 years. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but, but there's no room. So I'm not talking about them. They, they, but they make, but what do they do really? Is that they, it's not just the product. It, they, if you don't have, marketing is, they cr- make you feel like if you don't have this, you're missing something. Yeah, and, but also they make you feel like you're missing something. You, you cannot be happy without this. You, you'll be just substandard living if you have the old iPhone. God forbid. You will, you'll be missing out. And the commercials and the advertisements are, are all going to show happiness with that phone. You know, happy phone. Happy people smiling. And they'll be like five girls like this the phone and they're like this and they look so happy and you want to be happy too and they, they and I need to send that thousand dollars on a phone even though I bought a phone six months ago because I want to be happy I want to be in like I have to feel in so of course these companies do the same thing but when people do this small they go ahead and they make you feel if you have this car leather seats look great on you you look perfect in leather seats it would just be great how much does it cost more Oh, only eight thousand dollars. It's worth it. It's really what really, really costs two hundred dollars more for the manufacturer, but it's really worth it. Right? So you think to yourself, "Oh, it's consensual." Oh, your Torah doesn't allow you to do that. Again, there's there's an honest profit. There's legitimate profits, and there's illegitimate profit making. 
Um, and even selling, of course, you're allowed to sell to people, but you can't rip them off. You're allowed to sell them for a profit, and you can try some other seeds, but you're not allowed to rip, you're not allowed to rip them off. they're not deceitful, and they don't uh, have any falsehood. You can't spruce up old utensils. You can't make something which is really old and not going to last look new and sell it as new. Now, if you tell a person it's old, or they ask you, it's one thing. But if you sell something as new, which is old, that's forbidden. You can't, in the, we're not so careful today, we don't expect it, but if a person in the old days they would go to an orchard and buy fruits. So you can't take fruit from a different orchard and mix them together, because what does a person assume? They're, buy, they're buying from this orchard. Um... You can't even mix things which, um, you know, which where one's worth a little bit more than other. Anyone who plays trickery, who covers up what they're selling, who mixes the crops together. You know, imagine the following thing. You're selling wine. Selling wine! Hey, anyone ever drink four gates here? Don't tell Ben I said this. Imagine you have guests. I have guests. And you know, you know, you have pour some Manischewitz into the carbonate. Why? Because you need to watch the guests. So you put the four gates there. You want to look good. Pour a little Manischewitz. The guy's drinking the wine saying, ooh, this is a little weird with this four gates bottle of wine. By the way, who looks bad when you do that? Me? Who would look bad if you would do that to the four gates bottle of wine? Yeah. Nothing against Vienna Shevitz, but it's not that he's not saying sell a different product. They look bad for a Benjamin. Well, you can't sell that that way either. You can't stuff the wine with other wines and, and go ahead and sell it. The bottle says four gates. It better be all four gates uh, wine. Um, anyone who commits these acts is acting corrupt, corruptly. Listen to what the Torah says. I know, you know sometimes we come for spirituality and people want to be able to talk about davening and brachas and kedusha and holiness and connection. And we should want all of that. But if, 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 if you can't, imagine you can't rob a bank and say, I'm going to live a religious life. Now I can keep Shabbos. You know, now I can learn in Kailal, Or now I can be, you can't rob a bank and go ahead and say, I'm going to make Aliyah. Oh, I want to make Aliyah, and I want to live in this neighborhood. I'm just going to take, you know, one bank robbery, and I'm set for life. That's all I need. What do you think? Right? You can't be a thief and say, I want to be a, do this kind of lifestyle. You know, yeah. What if your boss says to you to put a sticker on a used product that says new, and put it out there? That's exactly forbidden. Absolutely forbidden. So you can't listen to your boss. You have to... What if your boss tells you to to sleep with another man? What if your boss tells you to eat what if your boss tells you to eat pig? 
Well, what, what, is it, what is boss of the... Yeah, absolutely. What if your boss tells you to eat pig? It's stealing. Okay. It's stealing. Um, you know, that, that's exactly the point. And you have to, but what's important, Mrs. Snyder, is to know the following thing. Just like if you would lose your job for not keeping Shabbos, or for not eating treif, you will not lose out. You may be tested, but you will not lose out. If your boss says to be a crook, to cheat, and you give up your job, you will not lose out. We end benching every day. We never, we never, a person who's righteous won't be, won't be for long. What if your boss, what if her boss, or your mother's boss, says, you know what, I'm putting out non-kosher food. We'll call it kosher. I don't, we don't, the, the guests are here. We gotta serve the salad. I didn't check it. You didn't check it. Don't worry. The salad will be fine. Put it out. What do you think? You think we might gonna do that? Why not? The boss said so. Right? It's not a question of a boss. Where a person is, a, is a, who's, who's deceitful, or a cheat, or dishonest, or steals, the Torah has very harsh things to say about the person. The Torah calls him an oval, corrupt, sanoi, hated, mishukets, disgusting, cherem, banned, toeva, an abomination. Starkavetin, strong words. Strong words. More than this. You steal from a person, it's like you took the nefesh. I remember there was some in the community whose house got robbed. They were so bothered for months. They felt so violated. They felt, you know, it, much more than if a guy hits your car, right? If a guy hits your car, it causes you $500 of damage. You're upset, you're going to be reimbursed, whatever. But if a guy steals from your wallet five hundred dollars, or you feel like you got ripped off on a product, it bothers you. you. It feels like you stole your nefesh. Why does it feel like people work hard? You know, I had literally I had a conversation yesterday with somebody. Very interesting. I'm not sure. I mean, I know how. A person called me from a, the other side of the country. That whatever the situation was, they were uncomfortable with something that happened uh, about their community and the, the way money was being treated uh, and thoughts of it. And he says to me, you know, I worked for 50 years. I worked for 40, 50 years. I was a cab driver in New York. I worked here and I worked here. And I made money and I pushed myself. You know, I don't want to hit people to look at money. And, you know, so imagine a guy works hard to make a living, you know, and struggles Somebody takes their hard-earned money. They took their life. That was hours and blood and sweat and tears that they worked for. Took their life. So if you don't, you don't pay them, same thing, certainly. When you steal from a person, you have a worker. You know, somebody told me they work for someone, and the guy just said, I'm not paying you. Flat out. I don't, or I don't like the job you did. If you don't like the job, you have to, you have to go to Bayesden. You can't just go, 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 go ahead and do that. So, even stealing a pruta, it's as if you stole him. Chazal say the Gemara says in Tainus, you know why it stops raining? As you know why you stop getting blessing? Because of stealing. 
thievery. Uh, persons filled with sins, what's the first thing that pounds against them to say they should be punished? Guzzle. The door hamabel, lo nechtem gzardinam, elegeza. What caused the generation of the flood to be punished was gezel, was because of stealing, not because of uh, uh, immorality, not because of how they were acting, but because they actually uh, they actually stole. Okay, we'll hold here, um, and. Then we'll have a little bit more about business and honesty and how you treat people in business uh, and in all monetary matters, which again, you may think we're not in business, but this affects everyone. And then we'll talk about cleanliness um, in, uh, at, at, we're going to pick up after Sukkot because next week it's Rosh Hashanah. Next week will be, next week will be in the show, will be Rosh Hashanah night. We'll be in this room. Yeah, for a different reason. And then is Sukkot. You know, there's a lot coming up, uh, but I want to wish everyone a good Ben Shiar. And you know, all of us, uh, the new year offers new opportunities. You know, you come into Yom Kippur. It's a it's a new year, and the things we'll be learning about are very important. Pick one thing that you or two things. One thing between man and man. Pick thing one thing. You you should work on this now. Before Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, start thinking one thing to work between man and man, one thing to work between, uh, between you and Hashem, and, an, and, and a third thing specifically around prayer or brachas to work on this year. And if there's three is too much, pick two. Pick small things to work on. Small things. And then when you come into Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, not only are you showing Hashem you work on, but every thing that we've been learning, one small act affects large, large acts. And I mentioned in the beginning of today that, you know, our, our ancestors could have done something which affects us to, to, to this day. The schools they picked their kids into, the places they lived in, the decisions they made, they seemed very small at the time. But over time, things are big. If we take on small changes become really, really big. And Be'ezus Hashem, all you ladies who came to learn Torah, Hashem should give you a year filled with Torah and mitzvahs and all Okay. Amen. Amen.